Welcome to Hubbard Helps, a program that spotlights the people and organizations making a difference in Chicago. Now here's your host, Kara Hernandez. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Reclaim 13's mission is to end the cycle of sexual exploitation. 13 is the age a child is most vulnerable for sexual exploitation and Reclaim 13 works to reclaim the lives of children who are affected. Through education, healing, and community engagement, Reclaim 13 is fighting for a world where all children can grow up feeling safe and loved. With us this morning to talk more about the fight against child sexual exploitation is Cassandra Ma, founder and director of Reclaim 13. Cassandra, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. You're the founder and director of Reclaim 13. What led you to the position you're in today and what led you to helping children who have been sexually exploited? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. I'll try to think of how to boil it down. Simply put, I I worked, my first job out of college was working with kids who had been in a residential facility. And I love these kids. And these were the kids that were the most vulnerable to sex trafficking and just a whole host of things because of the early life experiences and trauma. All my professional career has been working with children and with families where there's trauma, um, oftentimes sexual abuse. And also adults who are survivors of sex, um, sexual abuse and sex trafficking. And in, in that work, I saw the devastation of those early life experiences on just the whole, their whole life trajectory. And so when I learned about these kids who were being trafficked right here um, in our Chicagoland area, I reached out to three of my friends because we needed three people on a board. And we started what is now um, Reclaim 13. What do you want more people to understand about sex trafficking and the effects that it has on survivors? Sex trafficking, many people are more familiar with it nowadays, with it in the media and um, you know movies and things like that. So I think many people understand the trauma around sex trafficking a little bit better. I think what is the harder thing to capture, but you hear in the stories when people tell their stories, is the devastation that to be sold to another human being to be purchased by a human being, to be abused by another human being, the devastation that that trauma has on the the survivor, the victim and survivor's perspective of humanity. We work with kids at Reclaim 13 primarily, and so their children, when they are sold to other people for sex, they see people who um, want something from them, want to hurt them, and that's a hard that's probably the hardest thing to undo for these children to help them see the the people that really do care in this world for children. How does being a victim of sexual abuse, especially as a child, affect that person? Are they more susceptible to abuse in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. We used to talk about our mission as ending the cycle of sexual exploitation. What that encapsulates basically is the idea that when children are abused or trafficked when they're young, it sets that person up for a whole lifetime trajectory of re-victimization. We know that these children are very vulnerable and oftentimes do have multiple victimizations over the course of their lifetime if there's not intervention. And so being able to, at any point, ideally at the earliest points, intervene in that person's life to show them, again, that there are people who do care Adults are not always like the ones that you've been exposed to, to show them that they're, they can heal, that they can have hope, they can pursue their dreams again, is really important. How do survivors find Reclaim 13 once they are free of their sexual exploitation and abuse? 
um, one of our first steps was to go to our law enforcement, specifically the FBI, and ask, and what is it that, that you need for this type of home so that you can do your work, get the bad guys off the street, and we can keep, we can provide safety and healing for these kids. And based upon what we learned from them, we developed the whole program of what is now Cherish House. So they do the hard work. Uh, our law enforcement partners, FBI, local police departments, um, sheriff's police, do the tough work oftentimes of finding these kids or these individuals who are being exploited. They then contact us, and then we have a system. We have a 24-hour hotline that's operated by our crisis response team that either goes out to meet the victims in person or assist law enforcement in whatever way we can to bring them to safety. According to your website, Reclaim13.org, you offer resources for individuals who have been victims of sexual abuse and exploitation. What are some of the different programs and services you provide, and what impacts have they made? So we have um, residential programs that are specialized to help survivors of sex trafficking to heal. We have two um, residential programs, and they're therapeutic programs, one for children who are 10 to 17, so very young. And then our next program is survivors 18 to 25 to help them launch successfully into their adulthoods. And these are for survivors of sex trafficking. Our home, Cherish House, the younger one for 10 to 17-year-olds, is the only home in Illinois that serves children, um, one of the very few in the nation that serves children as young as 10 in a very specialized way to provide them with the healing that they need when they've endured sex trafficking. And then we have a community program, several of which through our mentoring, through advocacy, through hospital-based programs, provide support to any survivor of any age for who have been survivors of sexual victimization, and that includes sexual abuse, exploitation, um, sexual assault, because, again, those are the types of trauma that lead the person to be much more vulnerable to a whole host of difficulties in life as well as re-victimization. We work with about 100 survivors in those different programs um, over the course of a year. This is Hubbard Helps on Hubbard Radio Chicago. I'm Kara Hernandez. Today, we're joined by Cassandra Ma, the founder and director of Reclaim 13. Reclaim 13 partners with law enforcement, community leaders, churches, and local businesses to end the cycle of sexual exploitation. You mentioned how sex trafficking is a little more well-known due to it being portrayed more and more in media. My mind goes to movies like Taken with Liam Neeson or the popular show Criminal Minds. Is there any truth to those portrayals of how sex trafficking works in the United States or even just sex trafficking in general? So the way that trafficking is done in the United States um, tends to be different than it's done in other countries in that it's not about sort of necessarily busting down the door and then taking somebody away from their perpetrator. It's not quite as simple, unfortunately. The perpetrators in this country tend to use a lot more of what we call relational grooming. So it's pretending to be the good person to the victim. And and again, when we talk about our work, which is with children primarily, it's not that hard to trick a child into thinking that you're a good person at the beginning. And, you know, whether it's a person of influence or a person who's offering you food or a person who's offering you shelter or a person who's offering you love, children are very vulnerable to to needing all of those things. And if they don't have those things, then, um, you know, they can be preyed upon all that more easily. So, Getting them away from perpetrators is tricky, but requires the sort of very skilled work of law enforcement initially. But also, again, 
a larger thing that we can all do is to participate in showing people the good in the world. There's so many good people in this world, many more good people than there are the other people who are trying to harm people. Again, that's that's a message that gets lost when a child is in the midst of all this abuse. And so that's something that we can all do is to be able to show children in our communities, children in our families, children in wherever you encounter children, frankly, that there are people who really do care. What events does Reclaim 13 have coming up that listeners can participate in? And what are the goals for these events? Yeah, so we, we have great events, one taking place usually in the spring, so about April. Um, you can visit uh, reclaimingvoices.org, our other website, for our Survivor Art Show. And that started several years ago based upon the voice of one of our survivors who said, I want to show that we actually run and that's about us, tells our story firsthand. And so that's an art show that takes place and survivors from all over the world can submit artwork of any nature, um, you know, creative art from pottery to ceramics to poetry to paintings, any, any form of creative expression to be able to help them express their voice and their stories. That takes place in the spring. And then we usually have another event, which is our gala, which just took place. Our next year's gala is October 14, 2023. And that's a formal event, which is our celebratory event of the year. It's also our major event, our fundraising event that takes place usually in October. It's a huge celebratory event, but we, you know, people get to hear the stories of our survivors and their overcoming and their reclaiming their lives. What plans and goals do you have for Reclaim 13 in the future? So one of the things that we've encountered in working with survivors in our residential programs who are 10, again, all the way up to 25 now, is that by and large, many of our survivors have become estranged from family or family relationships have been strained or for reasons that our survivors tell us and that we know from sexual trauma, there's many reasons why family family relationships get disrupted, they really become part of our community and we become sort of their people. And so our goal is to be able to develop a forever home where our survivors can grow up into community. They can have their own apartments. They can um, come back at any point to celebrate holidays with us. They can come back um, for therapies. They can come back for all sorts of supportive services, case management in our community center that's attached to the residential program. What's the best way for those listening right now to help Reclaim 13, as well as help survivors of sexual exploitation, their families, and those in their communities? So just even you listening to this um, is wonderful because you're getting educated about something that not everybody wants to learn about and not everybody um, you know, is aware of. And so that's, that's the first step. I think we would invite you to look at our website, reclaim13.org, to learn more about the problems that, that are associated with these forms of sexual trauma and sex trafficking, and then get involved. We have a lot of different ways that volunteers can get involved with us, and we love to have people engage with us and actually um, join us in this work. And then lastly, um, as we're ending the year, we're wanting to end the year strong to be able to provide um, even more services to survivors, and that requires funding. You know, Giving Tuesday is coming up, but also um, at the at the end of the year, we have a sort of ambitious goal to be able to develop our forever home. Um, that would be a wonderful way also that you could engage with us. Cassandra, thank you so much for talking to us this morning. Thank you again for this opportunity, and, and uh, we really appreciate you letting us do this. Our guest this morning has been Cassandra Ma, founder and director of Reclaim 13. 
For more information or to contribute to their mission, visit Reclaim13.org. That's R-E-C-L-A-I-M, the number 13.org. That's our show this week. Thank you for listening. I'm Kara Hernandez. Hubbard Helps is powered by Hubbard Radio, making a difference in Chicago.